0: This week on Boag World we slag off sliders, call CSS smelly and look at cartoons about mental models.
1: Bye. 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 Bye.
0: Damn, didn't that introduction make us sound high-class? high class. <laughs> Highbrow, <laughs> that is, isn't it? I'm not going to slag off sliders anyway, so no. Well, the author <laughs> is going to slag off sliders, and you're going to slag off the author then? No, I'm not. Well, anyway, we're not getting on <laughs> with that yet? Yeah? No, that's far too early. But I think that was a really classy... We need to up our game, Marcus. Do we? Right, because week one of this season mm-hmm. has been described on Twitter as... A slow start (laughs) Um, I saw some nice comments There were some nice comments as well But one guy described it as a slow start And one guy And you care about this, do you? I care about (laughs) every single one of our (laughs) three listeners It's a shame week two was the one we did, the we did over the phone so are we allowed that one then well <laughs> again it, it's i i think most people wouldn't have got past the first quarter of an hour which is a shame because the lagginess went away after the first quarter of an hour there wasn't any lag there was some lag yeah, well, there was lagginess at the beginning i've listened to it back there was lagginess sounded all right then sounded great yeah. yeah i think amazingly to, i think we ought to do that again i think there are a lot of advantages to it number one you don't have to get out of bed I don't have to get a bed. Number two... Is there another advantage? There are no, several more. Number okay. two is that um, Lee could join us. We could do a three-way mm-hmm. conversation. Um, Although Lee joining us usually just means us giggling a lot. Yeah, but that <laughs> adds to the quality and of the show, I feel. I feel that giggling true, is true. why people listen to us. Well, what... what Yes, I agree with that. It's even better when he's here. Yes, uh, I know. So we need to but make him... Yeah, it, yeah right. it's not always here. We can get people on the show. And um, reason three is I don't have to look at you. <laughs> <laughs> that goes both ways, Paul. Yes. So there we go. All in all, I think... Yeah, what was he? You were slagging me off yesterday, unnecessarily. Well, uh, you were interfering, right? Dear I had been requested
1: to dear, interfere. There's a listener, difference ju- there. Just,
0: no, 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 no. No, no. You were, not, there, no, no. You were there to rub a stamp, is what you were, but you didn't know your place. No, 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 no. So, dear no. listener, you <laughs> can make the judgment on this. We were doing a piece of work for Nestle. Yes, so I was writing a report on Nestle. Um, and it was Marcus's um, client, isn't it? Yeah. You're the of, account I've, manager. I've got a, a relationship with the yeah. people over the years. Um, but you didn't want to actually do any work? No. No. Well, it's not my job to do work. I'm far <laughs> too important. No, so I was doing lots of other work, you were You were up somewhere. I was in Scotland. Scottish. Scottish. I've got to go to Scotland soon. Yeah, very exciting. Um, you, you've got to go to the heart, you've got to go to the metropolis. I went to Inverness, which was crazy. I love Inverness uh, on that so area. Pretty that up there. whole West Coast. Anyway, oh, yeah. so, yes. so the three. Basically, what he's he- going to say is he doesn't like people criticising his work. No, because my work's always right. <laughs> I get it right. <laughs> I get it right. Well, and there was Chris it, criticising it, me, and then you waded in criticising if me, a, if and I was any, right. um, you know, If there's any potential clients out there, we check our work at Headscape. We go over it, and you know, we we discuss things. I'm, yeah, I'm which is fine. There were three of us discussing it. We didn't need you wading in. And your feedback was things like... Oh, can we have a pretty picture in there, please? And then we added pretty pictures. She said, "Well, every section now needs a pretty picture." And so you don't even read. that's not you don't even, even the kind read of my comments. That's the kind of I don't actually superficial believe I said crap. That. Zero <sighs> dear, so, free, so you know every section needs a pretty picture. Is that what I said? Yeah, pretty much. I think you need to go back and read. You what said, I said you said uh, something about that um, that if one section is going to have them, they all ought to have them. No, that isn't what you I said. You said that on the phone. No, that isn't what you I said. Did Saying that too, too. you did Paul, too. just what can't did cope. you say then? Paul can't what cope with criticism. What this is all about? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say then? I said. That, uh. The pretty pictures wasn't even my thing. I was sticking up for Chris, poor Chris, who slaved away uh, well on that document. And all you did is rip it apart. I didn't rip it apart. <laughs> uh, dear, dear, dear. Any opportunity to. Have all to I picket- said was that I think we ought to. I thought we ought to have. And it was a minor point. And I made that at the start. So this is only a minor point, but it might be nice if we could have, a Because we we're doing competitor review. Yes. To have screenshots from each of the competitors. Oh, I misunderstood you then. But no, that's not not interfering. Go away, Marcus. No. I don't know what I'm talking about, we, obviously. We love you, really. <laughs> but the fact that you shirked all responsibility for the project and then came... You were like America and the Second World War, right? We did all the hard work. You sat on the, out, sat on the outside and then steamed in at the end and took all the credit. Yes. That's how it works. That's right, Paul. That's exactly how it was. <laughs> anyway, so should we talk about was, web design? It was the fact that I got a slagging off on Twitter. That's what I'm thinking. What? <laughs> <laughs> i was in that kind of mood i'm sorry i'm sorry marcus nobody yeah. nobody takes me seriously on twitter anyway it's fine on twitter or <laughs> talking of twitter mine to andy budd we've got to talk about oh yes andy budd. link in the show notes to am i allowed to say this yeah word? of course you are agency wank isn't it called yeah agencywank.com. <laughs> I i i only posted this on twitter yesterday and it, me and marcus were both left in well i was almost in tears at points <laughs> of it it's a tumblr blog that outlines all the absolutely ridiculous things that marketing and advertising agencies sell on their websites you're yes. you trying to bring it up I'm going to find it hang on because some of it is just so side-spitting and funny but also wasn't there one or two that you read and thought cool we've been a bit close to saying <laughs> things like that in the past it does make you think about how you write actually it's a good thing actually. what was the one we used to have at Avatar but uh, the agency we used to work for yonks ago which I think we might have been guilty of coming up with yeah something no, like, something about the future tomorrow or, or some, some crap yeah. like that <laughs> It really makes you... I mean, it's a huge fun to read, um, but it also... To us, the unicorn symbolises the never-ending quest for digital mastery. I mean, that's got to be... <laughs> that's got to be tongue-in-cheek, surely. Well, no quite a few be... of these, I did think... Hang on a minute. Maybe they're they're actually taking the piss, in which case it's genius. Yeah. Uh, oh, dear. Yes, this is a good one. Meet our senior people, all of whom report to uh, to the big boss named idea. <laughs> Oh! Oh! Shoot me now. That is just so terrible. Um, yeah, some of them are just boring. Yeah, some uh, of them are not very good. Make friends, not ads. See, I think adrenaline is quite a good name for an agency. <laughs> yeah, but there you go. Uh, anyway, yeah, that's great. Everything just we check do. them out. So it's wagen- yeah. <laughs> agency wank. .tumblr.com We're drummers, singers and boarders Burners, competitive barbecuers uh, We're listeners, thinkers Cross-disciplined Everyone is a strategist
1: <laughs>
0: Oh, well, I think I want to work with you You yeah. nutters I like, Actually, is one line that I do like People aren't stupid, ads agencies are As proved by this website So there we go Over a decade of giving brands a kick in the pants <laughs> It's just hilarious. My, the one I actually referenced on the tweet I sent out, we're not, a, we're not really an agency, we're a cult. <laughs> I mean, that's just, that's that's just bizarre. Saying, yeah, I know. It's just trying to scare people away. Isn't we it? have over 170 people in our creative department. In fact, we have approximately 170 people in our agency. Go figure. Oh. And the fact that they had to put approximately in there as well just makes it even crapper. Yes, <laughs> I know. It kind of undermines it, doesn't it? But (laughs) there is a valuable lesson here, which is that it is so easy to fall into that writing terrible marketing copy that is totally unconvincing. And actually, to some extent, that goes back to the work um, I've been doing with Nestle, or we've been doing with Nestle this week, because we had a big discussion, didn't we, about transparency and open language and all of that kind of stuff. So it is an interesting area. But Mm. anyway, this is nothing to do with the show. So let's actually talk about one of our articles of the week. So, I thought we'd start off, Marcus, with, with something designed specifically for you. Right? Okay. Because I, I know. The tech bit. You always start with the no, tech No, no, not actually. No, oh, completely right. the opposite. Um, <laughs> I, I, I know that you struggle um, reading long articles. <laughs> it's t- long sentences. Long sentences. <laughs> so, so, this week we've gone for a cartoon for you. Ooh. Have you seen this cartoon? Code Smells. See, it's not the code one. smells. No, 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 no. Mental Models. Mental Models. It's just a big cartoon. Mm which i think is is great this is the kind of level we've now reached on the podcast that that we do cartoons but it's quite a cool cartoon so that's that's okay yeah, oh it's too this is too long for me to read is it yeah <laughs> <laughs> wrap it up for me paul what's it about well, it, well i could read it but it'd be a very quiet podcast well it's about mental models um it's suggested by angel Kolberg, which uh is just such a cool name i love that name um Okay, the the basic principle is this, that we put um, a lot of effort into testing our sites with real users, or at least we know we should do that. You know, admittedly, we don't probably all do it as much as we should. Um, We know that we should take time to understand our users, and we know that we need to take time to understand users' workflows of how they kind of move through stuff. Um, But we tend to do that um, kind of after... We've already established what we want to do, if that makes sense. Yes. We want to achieve this. How are we going to make it usable for them? But sometimes I think we almost need to take a step back further um, and we need to go, okay, well, what makes our users tick and what do they actually need to achieve their goal rather than what it is we want to communicate with them? User requirements, if you like. Uh, yes, kind of that. Which um, we do. But also their way part. of thinking about things as well. Um so, for example, I mean, the, the, the example they use in this is that um, they're talking about making an app, right? Um, and it's a health and fitness app. Yep. Okay. Yep. And most health and fitness apps normally let you count calories and count exercise. But actually, in the real world, it's it's a bit more complicated than that, um, you know the app is great for tracking data but doesn't kind of address the more complex motivations that drive a user's behavior for example he knows when he's going around the supermarket he should buy himself a healthy snack but you know it through his head runs all the reasons why he deserves a treat mm-hmm. and and you know uh, the app doesn't help with those more complex issues because you've been the, you, the creators of the app have been thinking about the functionality rather than the kind of mental models of a user so the the whole thing basically outlines this kind of methodology whereby you can um match um kind of the issues around so in this case losing losing weight mm-hmm. whether it be you know um i don't know the, the why you eat and or why you don't do exercise and those kinds of things and then matching them with with things that you can actually do in your app to help and making sure those tie up together and it, it's really it's quite a nice little way of thinking about it you know um i think there's also a difference between what somebody um says that they need and require a usability session and what actually they need in reality. Um, so it's, it's a really interesting, uh, why, why it's a cartoon. I'm not quite mm-hmm. sure. I don't think it necessarily needed to be a cartoon, although it's very pretty, but it is a really interesting article essentially on, on mental models and mental mapping. Um, and a great, I think going through this exercise will be a great way of discovering where your site or your application kind of falls short, where, it's not addressing users' needs. And this isn't something that we do at Headscape, I don't think. Not in this kind of way. Um, and I think it might be something that's interesting to do. I don't know if you've seen the kind of the tower effect in the cartoon. Yeah, I'm just looking at that. Yeah, I, I guess what, what we're saying here is there's another step to user requirements. Yes. It's not just what they want to achieve. It's There's a bit more kind of why they want to achieve that. Yes. And because... And, knowing, and if you think about why, then that might change the what, you, what you're presenting. Yeah. Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, we just kind of bliss stuff. Right, they need to do this, 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 and this, and we're going to prioritize yeah. that. But actually, there could be other things in there. Or things that, that stop them doing it that, at first glance, have nothing to do with the website. I mean, mm. the, the classic example I always, um, I always go through my head. Um, is you know a, a mum with a couple of small children she 's trying to do a Tesco shopping online um, but she 's got kids under her feet and somebody spills a drink and she has to go off and clear that up and then you know that disrupts her from making her purchase on tesco 's you know so how can we help that? Well, we can do things like make sure it remembers where she 's got to and you know all of that kind of stuff and a session doesn 't time out and mm you know she can perhaps even pause stuff or or i don't know but you you get the idea it's those extra things that go on around the task that can sometimes make the task more complicated or more challenging than it would first appear yeah i kind of think we would have thought of that maybe well we have thought of Mm. that because that's a real example from a a site that we've worked on not tesco but but it is it's yeah it's just taking another step down Yeah, it's not necessarily user requirements, it's user thoughts and feelings. User context, almost. Yeah, Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So check this out, um, there'll obviously be a link in the show notes to it, it comes from Smashing Magazine. It's by Indie Young and Brad Colbo. Yes, so it is. Um, And I think it's it's really interesting. I have to say as well, I quite like, although I said... um i don't know whether this isn't an article i actually quite like this way of communicating information it's just you know using this kind of cartoony format just a little bit more engaging a little bit different i'm into this at the moment this is my thing at the minute of Mm -hmm. alternative ways of conveying information other than blocks of text so i've been doing um i uh posted this week about online video um link in the show notes Mm -hmm. um And about how video is being used increasingly on the web. But I'm starting to explore some of those kinds of areas as well. So things like infographics and cartoons and stuff like that are all really interesting. I'm into it at the moment. But anyway, that's beside the point. (laughs) So let's plunge on to the techie stuff. So I've dragged Dan into this because I've concluded that Marcus is going to be useless in this section. Hello, Dan. Hello. We're talking about CSS code. So I figured you ought to be in the room. As you're the only one that codes CSS on, <laughs> on any kind of daily basis. Oh, right. Okay. I thought you yeah. we were going to say something profound there. Like, yes, I do. And this is the incredible philosophy I have for coding CSS.
1: Well, I can take the mech of you if you want. A little oh, okay. Bit. No, that's my, my that's normal on. default.
0: No, it's fine. All right. So we're looking at um, a, a post called Code Smells in CSS. Um, and this is in answer to, um, uh, it's a post, uh, first of all, no, let's get it right. Let's do it properly. It is a co um, a post that's been suggested by Peter Wilson. Thank you very much, Peter. I do love it when people suggest stuff because mm-hmm. then I don't have to do any work. So, um, please carry on. And it's by a guy called Harry Roberts, who apparently is some great developer that I have to confess I've never heard of. You've heard of him, haven't you? I have, yeah does he does he do the whole of css wizardry is that his or did he just write an article for it
1: no no no. i believe that's his that's his site oh right css wizardry on twitter
0: oh okay cool because he yes this site keeps cropping up so um but it's embarrassing that i've never heard of him he speaks as well see that's really embarrassing harry i don't
1: think i've ever seen him speak i've read a couple of his articles all right harry i'm really sorry
0: mate i don't take offense i'm just ignorant right so he's written an article called code smells in css and it's essentially a a kind of list of um things that he thinks are an indication of poor css behavior right now the reason i've got
1: you in dan is because i looked through this list and i confess you went through one of my css files and spotted all. no
0: no 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 (laughs) no I realised that quite a few of these things I myself do, right? So I wanted to know how guilty and bad I should feel as a human being. Um, so I thought you'd be a good guy to get in. He does say himself that he breaks some of these rules, which, <laughs> which is... Yeah, there's
1: up. no hard and far... Well, well they're not yeah. rules. He doesn't yeah. even
0: call them rules. And yeah, that's there's really no hard unfun. and far rules. Yeah, no. It's, it's kind of what he considers best practice or worst practice, actually. Right. First one. See, immediately I fail. Right. First one on this is, is undoing styles. Any CSS that unsets styles apart from a reset, um, should start ringing alarm bells right away. The very nature of CSS is that things will cascade and inherit from other things. So he gives an example of, um, you know, having to um, remove borders or remove paddings from elements. Mm -hmm. But my immediate reaction to this is, well, that means that you're going to have to be really specific on everything and the way, you know, where all of your uh, your calls are going to have to be really specific from, a, a, you know, a, an individual element somewhere else. It's quite... I, I, I undo stuff quite a lot. Am I wrong in undoing stuff quite a lot?
1: Um, I suppose it depends. I think... The experience that I've had with this generally would be where you're trying to write cleaner HTML or cleaner CSS. I suppose it comes down to whether you want to put generally more object-oriented CSS, I would guess, would have a lot less of unsetting styles because it would be very, very inherent of of classes in the markup. Um, I guess ideally, yeah, you don't really want to be every rule that you're you're introducing is an extra thing to process. Yeah. so You're right, mine. That's a really good point, because I try and keep my, C- my HTML really
0: clean and yeah. use a minimum number of classes and IDs. Yeah. And that's probably why I have to undo stuff more often.
1: Yeah, and people tend to be... I think a lot of developers are going back to not going necessarily going back to but having more classes to, right to, to be able to keep so just, just one step
0: behind is what we're saying <laughs>
1: yeah know that sounds about right okay let's go on
0: magic numbers right when you have and again i i i have this where um you have a value in there just because it works which i don't really get so he gives an example of an absolute position thing with a top of 37 pixels mm-hmm. which is this kind of really abstract number Um, you know, because it just so happens that it's, you know, 37 pixels tall. What's, what's the problem with that?
1: Does it offer what you should be doing instead? Mm. I guess it would mean that you're, hmm, I guess it means that you're trying to fix something because that would generally be where you'd sort of see that. You'd see position relative minus three pixels because something's three pixels out for alignment and you've sort of hacked it into place.
0: Right. It's saying
1: you should use percentages.
0: No, it's it's not saying no.
1: No, that would be the general sort of response of don't use pixels. He says, Wrist never, slab. yeah,
0: never ever use numbers just because they work. What? I don't, I don't get this one. In this situation, we'd be far better off replacing top uh, 37 pixels with top 100%. Top colon 100%. Yeah, I mean, in this specific example. I guess that would be a specific example. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I've got me to. I'm not, I'm, Generally makes sense, uh, I suppose. Yeah. But you know, it, it, I, it's, it's parts of this article feel worded quite strongly. Avoid magic numbers like the uh-huh.
1: Um It's the nature of blog articles, isn't it? was going to say. Yeah. <laughs>
0: I, would, I, don't I don't think, think I've, I've ever, ever that, read a blog article that isn't worded
1: quite strongly. <laughs> yes,
0: that's true. Quali- uh, qualified selectors. Um, qualified selectors are ones like you um, dot nav, right? Yeah. Or a dot button or whatever. Basically selectors that are needlessly um, pre-ended. See, now this, this is like... Oh, I see. He's saying, well, you could just put dot nav, dot button, dot header. Yes. No, 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 I can accept that one. I I would agree with that one. Yeah. I'll skip that one. Hard code or absolute values. This is very similar to the magic numbers. Um, I'll skip that one. Brute forcing is where, yeah, where you start to do weird... He, he, weird kind of things with um, f- to force a layout to work, where you probably need to step back and kind of look at the underlying issue. I guess that's okay. Yeah. Although I mean, I do a lot of these things. I think see, see in
1: yeah. IE style in IE style sheets, I would. But normally, yeah. normally, normally you wouldn't. You don't really. Yeah. No, no, that's fair. Enough. You want to diagnose the issue rather than try. Yes,
0: because otherwise you end up with issues upon issues upon issues. You fix one thing and it creates another problem. I read just as. A, slightly connected tangent um, I read and I can't, think, I can't remember who it was one developer that I follow on Twitter basically said that um, if he could
1: choose uh, a browser to dump today it yes. would be Safari that was I think that was Remy the Red. other day not yeah. yeah he said he wanted to dump mobile uh, Safari and then I just thought he wanted to dump oh, I wonder why
0: that is yeah, I didn't really quite understand what he was thinking there. My Did he? guess
1: is he, use Firefox, he uses Firefox as a primary browser because me and Ed always have this argument. He uses he develops in Firefox and I develop in WebKit. Right, and we always shout at the other browser. I suppose it's the it's the same as the IE problem. If you're not developing in the browser, yeah. there's you know, but you're there was going an, to be but building. There's an implication f- that
0: Safari is going backwards. Is it?
1: No, I don't think so. I think so. it's not catching... It won't catch up... I don't think it's on an auto-update path like Chrome and Firefox are. Oh, okay. I have an issue with Firefox. I think Firefox is slightly lesser than WebKit is. I use Safari as my primary browser browser and Chrome as a development browser more and more. Yeah. Mm. I use Safari, but then I sort of thought, what, well, am I... I should have been using a more modern browser? Because I don't know
0: about the... No, I, 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 I... It's all... It's... it's, it's, it's Yep. Dan's right It's personal taste Fine. And it's whatever you use okay. On a daily basis I think you hate anything Other than that Carry on It's like content management systems Isn't it Everybody You know Has got a very strong position On which is mm. the best Content management system Well
1: they're all pretty poor I guess <laughs> so if, I guess if you're concerned About the update paths Of Safari You can just go on WebKit Nightly Builds And have a yeah. new build Every But I guess
0: the night the, so. the logic were, You do get the the impression That Apple isn't as committed to Safari as Chrome and Firefox. You know, as Google is is committed to Chrome and Mozilla are to Firefox.
1: Well, I guess it's just because it's a standard built-in browser, yeah. like IE is to Windows. Yeah.
0: yeah. Anyway, another one was dangerous selectors. I totally agree with this. You know, really broad selectors like div. You know, I think you, you, you there is a
1: balance there. Um, I do occasionally use broad selectors, um, but I think I. I tend to use broad selectors instead of a reset, and I'm gonna right. to have to qualify that because that's going to sound really dangerous if we yeah. just leave that as a soundbite. Um, <laughs> but in st- I will attempt to basically do a print style sheet or right. a branding style sheet beforehand. Yeah. So I mean, I wouldn't use anything like div, but doing list styles, yeah, list styles, well. paragraph yeah. styles would all be broad selectors. But I would agree with yeah that in general, I suppose
0: yeah. And then, obviously, um, don't, you know, use important other than for what important is really used for. Overriding inline styles or JavaScript styles. Exactly. Cool. You, you sound like you said that one or two times before. Just mm. flowed off the tongues. Now, this this is one, right? This is one that confuses me. IDs. There's, there's this big thing about, you must not use IDs, you use classes instead. But sometimes... Um, you know, and the reasons for this being is an ID can never be used more than once on a page. Classes can exist only once, but they can you know can be used millions of times. IDs can often have a trait um, uh, that's so much more specific than mm-hmm. the class are. Um, but I, there are times when, when IDs seem to have their place for me.
1: If you know you're only ever going to be using it once in the page, yeah. header and footer, I think. I, mean, yeah. I, I wouldn't use an ID for content area anymore, and we're getting the main element in HTML5, hopefully coming soon anyway, yeah. so that's going to basically eliminate ID content. Um, yeah, if you're only going to use it ever once in a page, maybe, but...
0: I mean, there's also... It seems like... Um, I quite like IDs because it enables you to say share a link on twitter that will jump someone to a specific part of a page
1: yeah but you shouldn't then be using that id for styling you should be using id for sure no that's fair yeah this is an article use ids for anchor links yeah javascript referencing because it's quicker to get to yeah yeah okay
0: fair enough this is an article about css isn't it -hmm. oh and he actually he says it use ids for html um for fragment identification and jquery hooks yeah okay fair enough um yeah, this is, Yeah, I, 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 I won't bother with all of them. But yeah, it, interesting article. It You're right, Mike. Any blog post sometimes comes across as very black and white, as mm. I learned from my SEO article. Um, you know, this, this is some good best practice, but you can break these things, I think, sometimes. You can't take any of this as absolutes, can you? I
1: think, yeah, the problem with front-end development is it's, there's no, I'm going to get, slawed for saying this now, but I don't think there are any really hard and fast rules. Everything's a sort of an issue of semantics and how different people read stuff. I mean, yeah, there's there's better practices than others. Yeah. Um, But... At the end of the day, if you have a specific reason for using an ID on an element for some discernible reason that's incredibly important to you at the time, then yeah. exception to every rule. Um, you always
0: get this weird thing, don't you, when you launch a new site? Well, Macmillan's was uh, Was it Macmillan's or Butterfly that I tweeted about? And instantly people go through the code and start saying... Why have you done this? Why have you done that? Yeah,
1: we we I think we launched Macmillan English, um, and I tweeted it and then ran a page test, uh, page speed test on it because it was our new, All right. our newest responsive design. And I realised that they hadn't even slightly compressed any of the images, oh. so they were putting out images that were sort of five hundred pixels wide when they were sort of displaying a 70 pixels of tiny little catalogue images and the home page was something like about a meg and a half. And oh, right. Cringe. And I was like, oh, God, I'm going to have to remove that tweet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah.
0: I, it's funny how people pick through stuff and like to... I guess there's a mixture of they want to understand... Why you've done what you've done? Mm. Potentially to learn from it, you know. But sometimes it does come That's a bit. A very kind
1: view of the world. i was, at all. I'm <laughs> a
0: kind person. Nobody appreciates that. It's just you. I'm not kind. I think,
1: I think people like picking holes in things. Yeah, yeah. There's that as well.
0: Um, what was I get? Yes. Talking of images and compression of images and stuff, I came across another article. Link in the show notes. You sorry. did. What did you think? Of the, I need to explain to. The I thought it about was that.
1: basically what I was trying to say in my blog article, but it didn't really come across no, all that well. So the
0: principle was is that basically, so to keep file size down, right? Mm-hmm. What you do is instead of saving out a JPEG at seventy percent, you can save it out um, with basically a shitload of compression, compress the crap out of it. And then, but save it bigger size, and then resize it within the within the browser by setting the, the CSS properties. That wasn't what
1: you, which were is well, it kind of was what I was saying because the mobile operators. Well, I've now found out that apparently international operators are far more lapsed with this. than yeah. the UK oper- UK operators seem very concentrated on conserving their bandwidth yeah. um, and compress images. I think it's all of the networks in the UK. Right, um, I know that. O two three Vodafone, T-Mobile. I'm not sure about Orange. I'm guessing they do because it's all one no ammo. No, no, no. Um But, yeah, com- they will compress the crap out of the JPEGs and most other file formats, I believe. Yeah. Um, so you can load in, say, a desktop-size image yeah. and resize but what it no and it on Retina. But what small, was
0: quite small small interesting size. about <laughs> this article is it was saying, basically, you, you can over-compress an image. Yeah. Because you uh, and have it bigger and then scale it down, and it will look like it hasn't been compressed very much. That was slightly different to what you were saying in yeah, your be, article. I'd By d- the
1: way, link to the show notes to Dan's article. I would be interested in seeing because I I meant to test this. You kind of dragged me up here quite quickly. Sorry, yeah. unexpectedly. <laughs> I met, I was just about to actually go through this and try and see how this works on a actual cellular data. Yeah, and whether the networks will then compress the compress the naught percent JPEG. Yeah again and it will actually look awful yeah but I don't know I'd be, be interested to test yeah. that yeah because um, it's, it's another blog you know, post coming down so. I did quite a bit of testing on mine on UK networks and yeah. then international networks apparently don't do that so
0: well boo such to international networks I say they Oops. can get stuffed mm. we don't care about foreigners on this show. <laughs> <laughs> well we do. Um, No, (laughs) I don't, because I make sweeping generalisations. All right, so that's a bit on um, code smells in CSS. Do you want to come uh, come uh, carry on on the show and discuss why sliders suck? Does that appeal to you, or are you off? Yeah, why not? All right, then let's move on to looking at why sliders suck. So, this article, Mm -hmm. I have selected, and I wish to make it very clear, Mm -hmm. because I disagree with it. (laughs) Right? Right, So, this is a perfect example of what we're saying about all blog strong opinions. (laughs) Sliders suck. (laughs) Sliders suck. Uh, So, uh, this uh, has been suggested by Brian... Oh, God. Why do they have... By the author. Krogsgaard. Krogsgaard. See that's just a silly name. It might be crigger. silly name, and I disagree with you, Brian. You're wrong. Wrong. He wrong does, wrong, To wrong, be wrong. fair, it has it has sliders suck, and then underneath it says sliders almost always suck. And I, put but I don't. I disagree. agree with that, agree with well. that either. Yeah. Right. So let's. Right. Uh-huh. This is this is why Brian thinks sliders suck. Speed. I do potentially agree with this one, depending on how they are implemented. Uh-huh. Um, for example, if they're implemented like. I have implemented them in the past, then yes, speed a <laughs> massive issue. But in theory, you can do asynchronous j- um, JavaScript loading in of images, so they only load in as you go along. Even if you can't, though, it doesn't mean that they're wrong. Even if it, something just... It's, it's quick, therefore it's good. Or, no, rather the other way around. It's slow, therefore it's bad. Yes. Not necessarily true. That... Y- <laughs> yes. I mean, it's you want to avoid yeah, loading large images, but yeah, I But do it's not a reason not to have a to say that they a always. Yeah, exactly.
1: I think they almost always have large images in because whenever I've seen carousels used, it's because marketing teams like to put massive images yes. and lots and lots and lots of content on the homepage, mm. causing yes. a massive page load time. Mm.
0: So yes. I would
1: say, possibly, you mm-hmm, well, we may be onto something because I, yeah. I
0: use a carousel on the Headscape website on the portfolio page um and what i do with that in order to i mean it's still a fairly big i so need to optimize that page don't go and look at it (laughs) no link in the show notes um but the way i've kind of coped with that is that i um load the first image and the second image, and then when someone hits the next button, yeah. then it loads the third. Yeah, which so, is not a bad idea. Which just to, which helps with the performance a little bit. It still sucks on that But that's what though. annoys me about this. Uh, not it, uh, no, Talk properly, Marcus. Look, reading this article and then looking at some of the comments are what annoys me about this article. There's this kind of like, well, let's slag marketing off because they don't know what they're talking about. And it's right. just like... Yawn.
1: You mean like, like I yawn, just like? Just like, like <laughs> yeah. I didn't just do whatsoever. <laughs> I, believe, I believe
0: you did, Dan. But it's just like well, marketing are stupid. Well, yeah, maybe once or twice they are, but this again, it's just like. But well, there are that's okay, like marketing saying it is stupid or developers are stupid. Developers are. are stupid. Yeah, let's my point. Let's carry on through the list and see. Uh, disagree with some more things. Um, sliders are not for action, right? When I hear clients express that they want sliders, they usually want it for the wrong reasons. Sliders, in my opinion, are only valuable for display purposes and not good for action taking. Think about how you use the web. Do you load um, a web page and watch the slider scroll all the way through every item and wait for it to click on on the thing that you like the best? I hope not. No, of course you don't. Um, And so, so basically saying... It doesn't encourage action. But that depends on, A, whether um, actually the first item is the one that you want people to click on anyway and the other stuff is just optional extras. And B or B, whether you've got
1: them, whether the slider is set up to randomly load mm-hmm. a first page. Well, that comes back to something that I keep saying, which is tool for the job. People are using sliders for the wrong purpose. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. There's an assumption here that people... People are using them for display as opposed to a nice interactive element that you can actually use for good. Yes. Um, and I disagree with the premise that people won't sit and watch it. It depends on the site. We, it depends but, on the audience. Yeah, we've got one. Ooh, on, no, I'm not so sure about that. I think there is a there is a large sort of conception in most users' brains that if they see something that looks like a banner, it's probably advertising. And the but it doesn't or, a
0: slide doesn't that need, need
1: to a, look like a banner. Yeah, but that is that's the
0: reason why I do think they possibly suck is that people are not seeing them anymore. Yeah, but right. then.
1: Um, they're auto-blanking, they're thinking, that's advertising, that's something that the site wants to We've promote. got one, the
0: re- one I'm thinking of in my head now, is that the Blue Cross link in the show notes, bluecross.org.uk, that is... You don't get to say link in the show notes. Oh, I just did. I didn't say it properly, I said link in the... <laughs> well, I'm not going to link. <laughs> <laughs> now, carry on. Anyway, uh, that um, carousel, slider, whatever you want to call it, I think does encourage you to want to watch the next one. I mean, it's got it's kind of got little versions of of the the next and the previous one, but it's they are points of interest. And yes, of course, there are huge calls to action on that page to donate or to to adopt. But it's kind of like a it's almost like a news slider mm. um, of campaigny stuff that people who are interested in the kind of thing that Blue Cross do, I think, do want to look at and
1: will wait for. I tell you what, on. That an awesome, 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 completely off-topic slider oh. that I have seen is um, Grand Theft Five GTA net. I um, It's got sort link of link in f- the show notes. Link in it? the show notes. Completely off-topic. Link in the show notes. I said it. A first. Link <laughs> the show notes, right? Grand
0: Theft uh, it? G-
1: gtav.net net. I think. Um, it's one of the Grand Theft Auto 5, but it's, it's got sort of parallaxy sliders which are shiny, and I get distracted by shiny things, so I actually sit there and watch it go around. See, yeah, there's an the assumption here that people I don't want to be distracted by, by shiny things either. Yeah, you no, do. no, no, but that's especially shiny. <laughs>
0: yeah, alright. It's other,
1: differently shiny. The, the,
0: I mean, I'm sitting here on the edf.org website, which is another one we've done, so link in the show notes mm-hmm. for that. And that's got a slider on as well. And I'm looking at what's here, right? And it's got four tabs that are moving through fairly fast. There's a big picture um, with a single, basically a single title and a tiny little bit of text underneath. Mm-hmm. Um, and you've you can got, read all the text. You can on read all the tabs on all of them. And it goes clean energy benefits, um, creating habitats and jobs, smart, profitable fishing, and bottom line boost. Mm-hmm. Now, that actually... Okay, it might not encourage me to click or take action, but what that has done is instantly given me a really good understanding of what these guys do. Exactly.
1: See, to me, that's the opposite. Something like that is so boring that I will use that as a fallback. If I can't find anything else interesting on the page, I will then go. Right, um, which is fine. So you give them, you give. So Paul likes that, you don't like that, and mm-hmm. you have two different ways of navigating.
0: See, and the other thing I look at is, you know, a lot of these reasons against a slider, you could equally say about a video. You know, videos are slow. Videos are not for action. Um, You know, videos aren't very good for mobile. You know, Mm. videos are a distraction. Yet we know that they have a really high conversion rate. Mm. People do look at these things. And also, sliders are not good for mobile. I mean, what was the website? Was it Butterfly? What's the one recently that has got this beautiful... um, uh, the way that the, the, the slider has been converted for for mobile device and is really quite a, a
1: great experience. No, it wasn't butterfly. If you say Macmillan, I'm going to be so flattered. Mm-hmm. I think it was Macmillan, actually. Macmillanenglish.com. Macmillanenglish.com. Let me just check.
0: Anyway, I will talk about it. I actually quote, um, yeah. I tweeted about this when this article came See, out. Sorry. So Yes, Macmillanenglish.com is great. The slider on that site... Um, is compresses down to mobile really well, and is means that on a single top level screen without scrolling, you can flip through <laughs> exactly all if of anything. The, and, and, it's better on mobile, <laughs> yeah, because you get this nice summary for the entire what they do and what they offer in one handy little on-screen, no scrolling <laughs> environment. Bottom line here is bad, badly designed sliders suck. Yes, well designed ones don't. Yes also ah oh, <laughs> right oh. another of his reasons <laughs> sorry sorry Harry don't take the, is it Harry off? No, no that the was article. the other article wasn't it Some, yeah. don't take this personally but you're wrong Brian 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 you suggested this so we're talking about it, um, but don't be offended that I disagree with you. And by the way, you're more than welcome to tell me what an idiot I am in the comments. Mm-hmm. So his fourth reason, right, is what fold? The fold is dead. Keep content above the pro- fold is the primary reason I hear of people wanting sliders. That is never why we implement the slider. No. And and also, I'm sorry, but there is a point where you start scrolling. Yes, the fold oh. is dead In a kind of theoretical sense that we don't know where the fold is, Mm. but there is a reality that there is a point where you start scrolling, you know, you don't know where that is, it ranges from different devices, and we know that not all users do scroll to the
1: bottom. Um, and that your primary and most important content does need to be kept higher on the page. However, do be very careful that it doesn't look like the slider is the only thing on your website if there is content <laughs> yes. below it. Because yeah. I, yeah. I had one r- really, <laughs> really bad example of this the other day. Right, then. I was sitting there just sort of clicking through a, a site and, you know. We've had it and just I'm just really struggling to remember which site it is. It was a really bad one the other day. It's absolutely And I was just sitting there, what the hell, where the hell's the content on this? Mm. I think it's been made worse by Macos hiding scroll bars automatically. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Um,
0: but it, going back to the EDF uh, site, um, the, the one of the ways we got around that, because that has got such a big carousel slash slider, whatever yeah. you want to call it. Vertical, it media, is, queries. Yeah,
1: vertical media queries. Yeah, vertical media
0: queries. Link in the show notes to Ed's article on vertical media queries. Which makes it two-thirds width instead of full width, which yeah. is just great. Yeah. And then mm. finally, it's saying they're distractions, right? Quote, don't even get me started on all the dis- distractions I see in sliders. Um, you've seen them in commercial era, huge drop shadows. They, this is just bad implementation of sliders, is my opinion.
1: They're supposed to be distracting,
0: mm-hmm. aren't they? Yeah, supposed to grab your attention, absolutely, Yeah. 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 But, okay, but things like, you know, crazy transitions that sometimes you get on them, you know, that are really disgusting. Oh,
1: don't don't send in the link to gtav.net then. Oh, <laughs> an um,
0: and it, then he goes on to say, well, here's a few reasons why we're, um, we're still using sliders. Apparently, this is why we're still using sliders. Because it's an easy way out in design. What does that mean? In other words, it's a lazy, if a client wants a load of content high on the page, you just shove oh, it in a slider. Why? there is an element of truth yeah, yeah, there in is that. an element of truth in that but that doesn't mean so what something like we do we do a lot of work with, in, with universities for example and they do have a lot of a content a lot of content for lots of different audiences, different audiences um, that you, you know that it does uh, th- there is reason to include the vast majority of it on a homepage so you have to kind of work out ways uh, of just avoiding this endless list of stuff um, and sometimes this is a good way of presenting content lots of content
1: yeah not always the BBC do it very well that is technically <clears> a <throat> massive slider
0: yeah yeah exactly it's true clients ask for them is the other reason which is also true <clears throat> um, yeah. but the third one ooh it moves mm. that people only do it because it's quite, interactive quite
1: a lot of the sli- sliders we built don't, don't slide
0: no <laughs> No, unless you have to click on them, yeah, yeah, then they slide. Hmm. Now, but then this is where it it further annoys me. Sorry,
1: I'm I'm just.
0: I feel really sorry for the poor guy that suggested this article because I have really laid into Mm -hmm. it. And
1: we need to wrap this in rant tags, don't we?
0: (laughs) Um, Appropriate places for sliders showcasing product photos: multiple images of the same thing right showcasing a gallery of images of portfolios so same idea multiple images um, the same concept in other words they're all portfolio items um or stuff where you just want to display um where you're looking at the slider is the end goal not as an avenue to get to the end goal in other words not a a call to action Mm. (laughs) well we've covered it haven't we yeah we don't agree no i don't agree so what were the comments then because you obviously read some of the comments I oh, I didn't the comments are it, it, marketing are all idiots basically right and the, there is a kind of um, web designer developer view of the world but well, you wrote a book about it yeah um, client centric web design link in the show notes please it's, buy it exactly <laughs> and it's, it's that <laughs> don't laugh at me people want my quality <laughs> books buy my book buy my book please but yeah it's that it's that attitude I don't think people love me if they don't buy my book <laughs> <laughs> Damages Every time Every time a minute goes by Without someone buying my book I, I shed a tear I've really. got a free copy of your book Free copy? That means you definitely don't How yeah, did you get that. a free copy of my book? You give gave me one Yeah, yeah right. you've
1: got boxes and boxes and boxes of them You can't get Oh around. that's the <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's the website owner's book Also I've got boxes of Smashing Magazine books That I've never got
1: i had two of. of those as well Have you? Yep. Oh, there you go
0: Okay, so there we go. That is Why Sliders Suck. We didn't really give you much of a chance to join in that conversation, did we, because I was too busy ranting.
1: That's alright.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right, come on in. Let's, let's hear Marcus's amazing, incredible, inspiring article of the week, the highlight of the show, which everybody waits for. Did
1: right. right. <laughs>
0: Right, Marcus. So, you're going to entertain us and amuse us and educate us all in one go with your amazing article. As usual. Yes. You picked. Another very serious article. Well, this is actually quite serious. There's a serious side to this. Really, really, not me just mucking about. This is this is a BBC News story, as I It is about, a BBC, because that's the place I always start when I'm looking for something. Uh, and I thought, actually, <laughs> this is quite... So, if <laughs> you're <he's> looking for... <laughs> Um, A sex toy to liven up your sex (laughs) life at home. You go to the BBC website, do you? Um, I can honestly say never have done that, actually, Paul. Tell me all about the normal process for... You go to (laughs) lovehoney.com. Indeed, where Matt works. Where Matt works. Yes. Um, Free publicity. Now, this is about... This is a, a, a story in the technology section of the BBC News site that is entitled Computer Games Keep Me Mentally Active. Now this sounds like quite an important thing for you as you as you age. Mark. exactly. There's another reason why I selected it. I thought well it this it's basically telling me that I need to play more games to keep myself mentally active, and the, the, it's worth watching the video because it's it's frankly got this lovely old deer. Well, let's um, plug her in with yeah. the player because it's the audio that's the main thing. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. All right. I'm just trying to bring up the video. Keep explain the principle. Okay. Anyway, it's basically it's exactly that. It's uh, this this lovely old woman who and, and she's proper old, not old like I'm old. Um, playing like in the nineties, already. Playing what looks like Grand Theft Auto or something like that, and and saying how good it is keeps her, she's you know it keep keeps her in. in um, See, you know, I've lost it completely. I can't talk. I obviously need to play more ground. Let's uh, play forte. the video. I yeah, just yeah. want to meet this lady. Uh, here we, we go? Should we play the video? Yeah. Are you is we're we ready. All right.
1: Why don't you get out of my way then I want to get Woo, there's somebody gone for a bird. With age comes
0: experience. In this case, video game experience.
1: I played this one. Well, what With I love my about this is she's like 24. playing. Four. You know, she's not just playing Crossword, Sudoku or something. No, No, that's GTA 4. She's She's been playing video games for 40 years.
0: And she's quite a terrible old lady driver, isn't she? What do you enjoy
1: about it now? Finding something new in the game, getting on to the next stage or the next event or whatever...
0: I really and love uh, popping a cap in. Kidnapping then, that next it prostitute. <laughs> yeah. that really gets me. Do you think yeah. it actually keeps you active mentally? Do you think it's. PS3, healthy? eh? Definitely. Yeah. But it's a TV, right? There's you can't see this there. in it. Yeah. She's yeah. got like There's a t- 63 t- inch there. enormous <laughs> TV. In <laughs> fact, <How laughs> I think do they mentioned yeah. that at the yeah. end, that it's because she's she's going blind. So she's got this ridiculously large TV. I've stopped the video, I got bored with it. But anyway, lovely old lady. Playing Grand Theft Auto—that's well worth including in the show. Absolutely. Is there a serious point we can draw out of this? Well, yeah, that you should uh, you should play more
1: GTA. We need a PS3 in the office. Do we really? Well, I think just playing games is
0: important of I, any sort. I tell you what, this tr- just to mm. vaguely try and get a reasonable point out of this—it's mm. not to make assumptions about your audience. That's another one that I hadn't thought of, actually. Yes, because very good. Because I've got to say... <laughs> uh, um, well, yeah, quite. <laughs> the, the, elderly, the elderly is a good, point, a good example of this, because obviously with the work that we did with Wiltshire Farm Foods, uh, in fact, a lot of our clients are, mm-hmm. are old biddies. But it has to be said, when you actually meet these people, your immediate assumption is they're going to be crap with technology. Mm. But actually, they're not they think they are then mm. they lack confidence but they they really are much more with it than you think they are and mm. you know capable of doing a lot more stuff so yeah i think not making assumptions about your audience that's our takeaway point for today marvelous and i have got a little joke have you I got a little joke well. to wrap us up with Yes, this is quite funny. Bearing in mind, I was having a big rant earlier about people going raw, 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 about marketing departments. You're about flag off a No, this department. is the, the IT support technician. Oh, kind of right. Joke. Okay. Yeah. So an IT support technician goes to a firing range. He shoots ten bullets at the target fifty meters away. The supervisors check the target and see that there's not even a single hit. They shout to him that he missed completely. The technician tells them to recheck and gets the same answer. Technician then aims the gun at his finger and shoots, blasting it off. He shouts back, "It's working this end. The problem must be at yours."
1: <laughs> <laughs> we should that. have used that excuse when we went shooting at Christmas. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't need to because I was actually quite good. I won. Yeah, well, that was no, so I didn't. You Barry, did. It. you did it. I came a second.
1: I that mean, that must mean I can't No, you didn't He did I did. Did, we well, come, did we all come joint first? No, I got <laughs> first Paul was quite good I was Well, I, yeah. was, well, yeah, I was, was Something that involved
0: Coordination He I was Shut quite up. good at it It's Shut amazing <laughs> Stranger things have happened <laughs> Well, right, I have grown up in the country just probably true. It's probably in my genes somewhere you Exactly know, It's an intrinsic thing yeah, It's flying across the sky Bang <laughs> oh, you don't know strangers <laughs> What's that? Bang Right <laughs> okay so that wraps up the show for this week it was brilliant and I'm sure you agree that it was one of the best shows that you've ever, ever listened to ever, ever. Um, so go along to iTunes and rate us and say how great we are because we always like that but most of all go to bowagworld.com forward slash season forward slash five and suggest lots of yummy articles for us to um, to review and discuss on the show and hopefully the way that I've completely massacred the slider article will put you off. Of recommending your own articles, but <laughs> instead recommend somebody else's. All right, thank you very much for listening, guys, and talk to you again next week. Bye. <laughs> the podcast will build running websites on the Facebook